0: On the record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PWC. On News Talk. A coalition of NGOs that are involved in foreign aid are calling for the government to make sure that they devote 0.7% of Ireland's GDP to overseas aid uh, as quickly as is possible. Uh, jane Ann McKenna is the CEO of DOCUS. She is one of the organisations uh, that's part of this submission. Um, Jane-Anne, uh, thanks for, for coming in to talk to us in studio. Um, give us an, overs- an overview generally of, of what you and DOCUS and others in the um, international aid sector are, are calling for in this year's budget.
1: Sure, so DOCUS is the Irish network of all the international NGOs, humanitarian development NGOs working here. Here in Ireland, so many of the household names your listeners would be familiar with, and we are really calling on the government to uphold its commitment uh, to spending zero point seven percent of GNI star on okay. ODA overseas development right. assistance. You
0: already said GNI star, I'll come back to that in a, uh, in a minute. But you, you, you want you want this has been a long-standing target. It has, 0.7%. it has,
1: and it is to to reach that target by twenty thirty. And what we're asking is that you know we've seen incremental increases in the ODA budget over the last number of years, and even last year was the highest increase in the ODA uh, budget for. Ireland. However, we're not really on track really to achieving that goal of 0.7%. And what are we at where, right now? What we're at about 0.4% um, and so we're looking at, we want really Ireland to kind of start scaling up so that we're not in a situation, so that we can adhere to these commitments and it's not only about the fact that we need to adhere to a commitment because we agreed to it. What we're seeing globally is that the immense scale of the needs as a result of conflict, hunger and climate that our members, that NGOs day in, day out are responding to and reacting to is escalating at a level that we have never really seen before. Um, if you look even at the past year alone, um, you see the escalation of the war in Ukraine, you see the um, the Turkey-Syria earthquake, mm. you have the escalation of violence in Sudan and this is coming on top of you know significant uh, impacts of climate change, increasing douche, drought in the Horn and uh, West Africa and you know and the devastating impact that climate change is having on some of these regions and uh, you know extreme weather events also which is directly impacting on food security
0: mm. um, So we're at 0.4% uh, of the target right now so if you want to try and get to 0.7% just in, in hard cash before we talk about the schedule through which that's kind of attainable as regards hard cash what's the, what's the difference What what would it take to make up that difference
1: We're looking at approximately an increase in the ODA budget of approximately 300 million next year Okay so uh, we
0: currently give about four hundred million. Then by those sums, and you'd be looking for it to be another three hundred million to reach this target. Is our current
1: right? ODA budget is approximately one point four billion.
0: Okay, right.
1: yeah, yeah. So, so it is significant. Mm. Uh, it it is, this is. These are not small amounts, and I think it's not about, you know. Um, I think the Irish public has shown a significant support for ODA. We've recently done research where I think seventy four percent of the Irish public are very much in support of Ireland's overseas development mm. assistance, and I think it is really about we do need to scale up based on our own commitments but also based on these increasing needs um, because it is our members, it is the NGOs on the ground who are witnessing firsthand the devastating impact the conflict is on, having on people. Mm. And if we look at Sudan for example today, we know 127,000 people have crossed the border into South Sudan. South Sudan has just taken on that number of refugees, a country in itself that is not equipped to deal with and, and support its own communities sure, because yeah. of the the devastating impacts of climate change and conflict. And what we're seeing is that people are arriving into those trans- transit centres and there is no food, there is no proper shelter, there is the water scarcity. Mm. And what we're seeing, I suppose, that is an example of a global issue where we're seeing the budgets for humanitarian and development work are grossly okay. underfunded. So what do you say to
0: people then who will say that, that they're, all, they're all about humanitarianism and the very happily set up a charity standing order or they'll put their their coins into a bucket when they're passing by but that they're not really sure whether it's the role of a European nation to get involved in that sort of thing so what would you say to respond to that or what do you think that Ireland gets out of having a more active role in this?
1: Well I think that Ireland has showcased its leadership in this area considerably over the last number of years if we look not only at terms of what we've done in terms of our ODA but in terms of on a world stage Ireland has been at the forefront of negotiating the SDGs back in 2015 and indeed we're going to be co-facilitating this political forum in this September we have also played a significant role in looking at at the UN Security Council on looking at humanitarian carve-outs humanitarian access we have also uh, brought a number of states together around signing a declaration on um, the non-use of explosive weapons in civilian context mm. and this is all down to Ireland's experience on the ground and fo- clear focus on poverty reduction and actually keeping the person at the centre of our but humanitarian you, and development you, response. You could
0: say that, that that that's a victory of diplomacy that Ireland has managed to do all those things. Ireland was at the forefront of original non-nuclear proliferation back, back under Frank Aiken in the 40s and 50s but you could say that that's a result of diplomacy so that Ireland would be better off putting this budget the 1.4 billion that we already do and you want more to put that into diplomacy rather than just dealing with the the results on the ground if Ireland dealt with the root causes of instability, that it will be money better spent.
1: I know, but if Ireland wants to have, I suppose, a, a credible voice in this space, it also does need to uphold its own commitments, our own commitments to spending 0.7% on uh, on ODA by 2030, bring us on track to achieving that. On those who are furthest behind, on those who are in those low-income countries who are bearing the brunt mm. of the impact of climate change today, and it's really around ensuring that we uphold our commitments, and this is really what we're asking. Is, um, as all of the organisations working in this area who are responding day in and day out to these issues, is that Ireland upholds those commitments and ensures that we do because. We are seeing other donors, we're seeing other states not funding and uh, and the gap between the funding that is necessary and actually what is being provided is only widening.
0: So the gap is only widening and you'd like Ireland to be at the forefront of trying to make sure that the gap is at least narrowed somewhat. £400 that you want uh, added to the overseas aid budget in in this year's budget. Um, Given the government is talking about how much of the um, surplus is down to windfall taxes and the need to put it aside because it can't commit to everyday spending so much, do you think it's plausible that the government will find another four hundred million to be spent outside of the nation?
1: Well, it's three hundred
0: million, but yeah, oh, sorry, I think it is. Me.
1: It is like there is a lot of this is down to political will. I think it is. It is down to you know our foothold in the world and actually how we want to present Ireland on a global stage. And we are very much our aid is very principled. What how we deliver it, how the Irish government delivers it, is what we stand behind that because we know it is delivered on an independent basis and that we have at the centre of the policy that it goes to the furthest behind first and the integrity of that aid is actually paramount and that is why we want Ireland to increase that amount to ensure that we're upholding our own commitment but also that we can support those who are furthest behind
0: integrity is that in that is that to say that we we sometimes give this humanitarian aid without there being a political agenda that other countries do it and it's part of a strategic way exactly to, to that we the are footprint. we are
1: delivering our support based on need alone which is the whole which is at the core of humanitarian principles and i think that is one of the key points that, you know, puts Ireland at the forefront of this and actually gives us a credible voice in those political fora on the world stage when we are advocating on key issues such as sustainable development goals and mm. on um, and other issues.
0: We mentioned at the start that traditionally when we hear about targets for Ireland spending on foreign aid, we usually use GDP and it's usually 0.7% of, of GDP. You, you there rephrase it as GNI star. A, a question I was going to ask was that sometimes our, our GDP figures we know are quite ropey The GDP is massively inflated by the outsized role of multinationals so if we were trying to reach 9.7% of GDP it could be an artificially lofty target you're changing it now to a, a more accurate economic assessment
1: Yes yes indeed and that is how we are I suppose approaching it in our engagement with government as well we are trying to we know that it's a significant amount we know it is a stretch but we also know the immense needs and we know that Ireland does want to play a leadership role and if we are going to be on the world stage and we are supporting and trying to galvanise energy around the sustainable development goals we do also need to make sure that we are are upholding our own commitments also
0: okay, we will leave it there Jane Ann McKenna CEO of DOCUS the umbrella group for NGOs involved in the international aid sector thank you very much for joining us uh, this lunchtime in studio uh, on the record on the record with Gavin Riley Sunday morning at 11
1: brought to you by PwC great minds think unalike different skill sets diverse opinions it all adds up the new equation on News Talk.